Hello, and welcome to another episode of At Any Rate. I'm your host, Natasha Kanova, and I head JP Morgan Global Commodities Research. Today, we would like to discuss oil reaching $90 and our outlook for the rest of the year. The Brent crude futures settled above $90 on both Tuesday and Wednesday for the first time this year. At the end, the extension of Saudi's 1 million barrels per day supply cut alongside Russia's 0.3 million barrels per day reduction in exports for an additional three months was needed to get the price there. Post developments aligned with our view from early July that while the oil market began to show signs of tightening already in May to fully regain market power this year and to lift oil prices higher, the OPEC Plus Alliance needed to deepen its cuts by another 0.7 million barrels per day in the second half of the year. This is in addition to already announced reductions. In reality, after Tuesday's announcement of the multi-month extension, Saudi Arabia and Russia will almost double that amount. Combined, the OPEC Plus Alliance will continue to hold back more than 4 million barrels per day from the market. And this is the highest level of cuts outside of recessions over the last two decades. Uh, key to this, Saudi Arabia's 9 million barrels per day crude output is about 2 million barrels per day lower than just a year ago in September 2022, and the lowest, aside from during COVID times, in more than a decade. That is despite global oil demand reaching record levels in summer. Our view was that uh, Saudi determination and increasing Russian cooperation would tighten oil balances and lift brand prices to $90 or even above by September. This is the so-called V contract. Uh, as you remember, since July, that was the theme in our podcast is that we advised uh, our clients to start allocating a bigger part of their portfolios into, into the commodities. We found them undervalued, uh, unloved, uh, underowned, and so we felt that there was a very good value there. Although we still hold a constructive view on oil prices in the short term, uh, we still don't see oil prices breaching $100 in 2023, absent any major geopolitical event. Uh, that, again, has been our guidance since the start of the year. Um, the, the theme of our publication has been that $90 is a target, $100 is a stretch. But as the market transitions from a large inventory draw that we observing in the third quarter of this year, most visibly in the United States, uh, into a slight surplus in the final year, uh, in the final quarter of the year and into 2024, we believe that prices should ease slightly back towards the mid-80s. The softening in balances should be seen first in forward-looking prices, uh, in crude differentials for October loadings, the so-called X contract, and softer structure at the front. Stock builds will become uh, noticeable only later. So what is the reason for our outlook? Uh, both demand and supply will likely contribute to looser balances in the final quarter of the year, but the key to our lower price forecast is our outlook on the trajectory of demand in the fourth quarter. In a nutshell, our model suggests that after growing an incredibly strong 1.9 million barrels per day quarter over quarter in the third quarter, Global oil demand growth will decelerate to a 0.9 million barrels per day quarter over quarter growth in the fourth quarter of the year for a full year gain of 1.9 million barrels per day. Uh, global oil demand expanded to 2.1 million barrels per day year over year in the first eight months of this year. Very, very strong uh, growth. Uh, supported by recovery in demand for mobility fuels like gasoline, diesel, jet fuel, and the reopening of China's economy. Um, but going forward, we believe that with favorable seasonality of higher summer demand almost over, 
August is normally the highest oil demand month globally. We expect normal seasonal patterns to prevail in the fourth quarter and forecast the pace of demand for mobility fleet fuels like gasoline, jet fuel, and diesel to decelerate as we move into the fall. Uh, for example, U.S. gasoline consumption alone will be almost 1 million barrels per day less in January 2024 than in August 2023. So despite macroeconomic slowing, uh, China will account for almost 60% of global oil demand growth this year, likely averaging about 1.1 million barrels per day gain, double the pace we projected for 2023 in November of last year. Um, so as you know from our podcast, we have been very optimistic on China reopening uh, since pretty much September of last year. But again, you know, the pace is surprised to the upside, even for us. Eight months through the year, data so far suggests that the recovery in personal mobility after three years of COVID restrictions was more than enough to offset demand weakness stemming from the property uh, and manufacturing sectors. Chinese domestic flights, for example, ended August at 109% of 2019 levels. International flights stabilized at around 80%. We believe that further improvements in flight activity are likely after China lifted pandemic-era restrictions on group tours, including two key markets like the U.S., Japan, South Korea, and Australia. But we believe that the largest boost is expected to come from the U.S.-China agreement to double the number of passenger flights permitted for air carriers to fly between the two countries. Uh, with the first tranche of flights commencing on, uh, well, it already commenced on September 1st, aligned with the star of the of the school academic year. So accordingly, uh, gasoline and jet fuel are the single largest drivers of China's uh, oil demand growth this year, accounting for about 70% of the total. Strong petrochemicals, especially NAFTA demand, contributed the rest, likely a result of the commissioning of new reformer facilities in China, which use NAFTA as a feedstock. Um, so going forward, though, we expect that following um, a very strong 2 million barrels per day expansion in demand in the second quarter, we project Chinese oil demand to increase about 1.6 million barrels per day in the third quarter and taper off to about 0.9 million barrels per day year-over-year growth in the first quarter of the year. Uh, we factored a big demand growth slowdown in 2024. So we see only about 400, uh, 400 KBD uh, growth that year, year over year, mostly because of higher base and uh, growing electrification of the vehicle fleet. Uh, in our model, we assume electric vehicles will replace about uh, 100 KBD of Chinese gasoline demand in 2024. So moving to the supply side, uh, so as demand seasonally falls in the fourth quarter, supply growth outside of OPEC will continue. Um, so year to date through August, liquids, that includes crude, condensate, and uh, natural gas liquids, supply from non-OPEC uh, plus countries has grown by almost 3 million barrels per day. So it's, uh, it's led by the U.S., so almost 2 million barrels per day growth, Brazil, 525 KBD, Canada 200, China 225. There is more where that came from. Recent deliveries of the Prosperity FPSO in Guyana and Anita Garibaldi FPSO in Brazil will contribute to supply while Canadian oil sense operations recover from a spring maintenance season. 
So overall, non-OPEC plus producers are expected to add another 500 kBD uh, to, to the global supply between now and the year end, bringing total December 2022 to December 2023 exit growth to a whooping 3.4 million barrels per day. Um, so in the U.S., we have not changed our view. We expect crude and condensate production to hit slightly under 13 million barrels per day in December. And this is just slightly uh, below the previous record uh, reached in November 2000, uh, 2019. We believe that the oil recount uh, has likely reached the bottom in August. We expect a recovery of about uh, by 10 by the end of the year as private operators renegotiate drilling contracts at more favorable day, day rate pricing, given that about 115 oil rigs currently are sitting on the sideline. Um, with OPEC, within OPEC, our base case uh, assumption is that Saudi Arabia crude production will remain capped at 9 million barrels per day in September, December, with restraint easing to 9.25 um, million barrels per day in the first quarter and 9.5 million barrels per day thereafter. Uh, view on Russia has not changed. The Russian oil supply to the market fell. Uh, about 1 million barrels per day between April and uh, July and August, but exports are likely to recover in September. Um, so we forecast Russian crude and condensate production to drift modestly higher from its August uh, bottom of 10.5 million barrels per day to about 10.6 in the fourth quarter. So that's above, you know, about 500 KBD below the February 2023, pretty much showing Russia's, uh, Russia's compliance. Um, so production in other OPEC countries continue to grow. Uh, we're watching Iran very closely. Um, so Iran has been sending more oil into global markets uh, amid easing relations with the United States. So crude and condensate exports are running at about 2.3 million barrels per day in August. For example, last year, they averaged about 1.4 million barrels per day. Um, growth in exports has not been coming from the floating storage, as may have been the case in late 2022 and early 2023. Uh, we do believe that Iranian wellhead production has increased substantially from 2.6 million barrels per day last year to about 3.1 million barrels per day. Currently, we believe by the end of the year, Iranian production will reach about 3.3 million barrels per day. It is possible the country can back uh, can get back to pre-sanction rates of about 3.8 in a relatively short time, three to six months, uh, we believe that Iran has been able to keep the production capacity by maintaining existing oil fields. The main question remains uh, for how long the nation can keep producing at the peak rates, since we believe Iran has not been spending much in the past five years to develop new production capacity. It normally takes two to four years to develop new fields. Thank you all to listening to the Commodities Edition at JP Morgan's At Any Rate podcast. We we'll look forward to continue the conversation next week. And this communication is provided for information purposes only. Please refer to JP Morgan Research Reports related to its content for more information, including important disclosures. 2023, JP Morgan Chase & Company, all rights reserved. This episode was recorded on September 8, 2023.